Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And well, it's nice to be back after a Christmas break, New Year break. Yeah, lots of eating and playing games. And we were very blessed this year, weren't we? Because our middle son works at a butcher's while he's at uni to earn some cash and able to was able to get some nice piece of turkey, wasn't he? A nice turkey roll stuffed with sausage meat. Oof. Although there was a bit of a drama. Should we well, talk about the drama? Yeah, go on. Because you did it beautifully and it looked amazing. And um, you cut inside it. You cut inside it. And Ben had stuffed it with sausage meat, but... It was raw. over-enthusiastically <laughs> stuffed it, I think. So um, It was a combination of overly-enthusiastically stuffing it and undercooking it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But anyway, we all survived and it was very tasty. Yeah, we hope you had a good a good time, whatever you were doing, and um, that you're excited. 2022. Yep. God's got good things ahead, hasn't he, for Absolutely. all of us. He has. He's, he's with us and he's got things he wants to show us about who he is and things he wants to lead us into. And I guess that's what we're talking about a little bit today is about life with a purpose and that we all have a purpose. There is nobody exempt from this. Yeah, that is true. Although I do think sometimes when we say something like that about our purpose in life, that a lot of people, their, their kind of initial reaction will be, well, I haven't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's a, we look at certain, we judge it very much by what we see people doing. So if you've achieved a lot, then you've clearly got a purpose. But Or if you've got a platform or if you've yeah. got something really important. We have this measuring thing of what's important and exactly. what isn't important. But everything that we do that God asks us to do is important. Yeah. And everything that he leads, he leads us into. So we yeah. do all have a purpose and it's there's not bigger and better purposes i think that's the message we want to get across today it's being yeah. obedient to what god asks us to do and gives us to do exactly and also if you strip it all back from the things that we do mm-hmm. like the you know i'm a i'm a bricklayer or i'm a author or i'm a whatever i am the things that i'm doing that i could feel like that's my purpose there's a bigger purpose for all of us which goes a lot deeper actually which is this truth this amazing truth that we were made in god's image to reflect him like effectively that is our greatest purpose really is to reflect him to be an image bearer an image bearer yeah and that is a really significant purpose isn't it if you think in my life i get this opportunity with the people that i meet like there's this high calling that god's put on us to that when people interact with us, when they meet with us, when they have a conversation with us, have a coffee with us, that something of the love of God would be displayed through us, the character of God would be displayed through us, to point people to him, to draw people to him. I mean, that is the highest purpose for our life, really. But if, if you think about that, if you think that that is our purpose, then if we are doing that, then we'll be fulfilled. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, what is the whole thing of having a purpose? Having a purpose means that we feel fulfilled. We feel like there's a reason I'm here. Right. Like, so people, what's the point? What's the point of me? What's the point of my life? Yeah. What's all this about? What's the point of being here? But actually, if we take hold of this, that God's given us this, he's given us a great commission and he's given us this even greater commission right at the very, very beginning, actually, yeah. to just reflect him. We say just reflect him, but actually if we seek to do that, we will be 
fulfilled. It's just the reason we're not fulfilled in the simplicity of that is because we step into the world's way and man's way, which is, well, yeah, but other people don't think that's enough. And maybe I don't think that's enough. Where's your certificate for that? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, well, that's all very well. And that's all very nicey, nicey, you know, very Christian, Christian. But I, I, if I, if that's all I do, I won't feel important or I won't feel valued, but actually that is where our value and our worth is. So, So I guess this year for all of us, it's a real challenge. Where does our worth and our value, our fulfillment come from? And it has to come from that core place that you're talking about. Yeah. It really does, because otherwise, if it's not that, then I'm defined now by what I do. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, you know, maybe I've made, maybe I've achieved things that the world would say is an achievement. So I've written a massive book, or I'm a church leader, or I've I've been on, you know, I've been a great You've missionary. You've got loads of money. Or I've got loads of money, and mm-hmm. I've I've achieved, and I've. Your I, kids are all perfect. There's yeah, and I have these things that people mm-hmm. say, well, that was really your purpose to do that. That's mm. your purpose. But is that what defines me? Mine is part of my purpose and it is important, but is it the thing that defines me? Because the thing is that those things can be taken away, can't they? Mm. I could lose my job. I could lose my money. I could lose my position. And so now what am I left with? If that's my purpose in life, now I'm left with, well, who am I? And what's the point of me now? Mm-hmm. So this deeper place actually is the most important. If I really buy into this idea, well, not idea, this truth that I am God's creation made in his image to reflect him in this dark and broken world, then that is the core. That is a core thing that I can do, whether I've got a job or not got a job. Well, it doesn't actually matter how you do that in a way, does it? I mean, God will lead you to how to do that. But, yeah. but then you're not limited by the other stuff that is the doing. So if that's, if we, if like you're saying, we buy into this truth, then each day, and we've talked about this before in the podcast, and we're not saying that we've got there with this at all. And this is what every day we start off. But I would like, to, I would like to get there. I'd yeah. like to have more days of doing this than not. Yeah. Of saying, okay, Lord, here I am. Here's my life today. Here I am for you. Use me how you want to use me. Right. And and I lay down my ideas of how, yeah. what significant, amazing things I'm going to do today that are going to reflect you. And and maybe just through the simpleness of talking to somebody or reaching out or praying, like maybe nobody will even know. Exactly, yeah. I'll just be in my house and I'll just be praying. Actually, Lord, if that's what you put on my heart to do today and that's how I reflect you, then that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, but also it creates a drive in us to become more like him, Mm -hmm. don't you think? Because if you buy into this thing of I'm an image bearer of God and I have this amazing opportunity to reflect him to others, then actually part of that is that I suddenly become aware of how badly I represent him sometimes in the way I react to people, in the way that I, I live my life, my thought life, my words I speak. Suddenly I become very aware of that and even the brokenness in my own life. And I, and it kind of, in a good way, motivates me to think, well, Lord, I, w- I want you to work in me so that more of you... So there's more room for him. Yeah, so yeah. more of you is reflected through me. I suppose that's a good question, isn't it? Why would we do this? Why would we lay aside all the things that the world say are going to make you have value and worth? And why would we lay aside that? <laughs> I mean, it's a bit of a trick question, but because there's only really one answer, but... <laughs> 
It is because we've fallen in love with him, isn't yeah. it? It has to be because he's our everything. Yeah. It is because it has to be because we've got our focus on him and we want love him and we we want him in our lives. It has to be, I guess. Yeah. I've answered my own question. You have well done. Well done, me. Yeah. Top marks. Right. So the reality is is that for a lot of us we feel maybe like we haven't really got a purpose. Yeah. We haven't got this is all very good for everybody else. But you don't know how rubbish I am. Right. And how overlooked I am. And yeah, and how naff I am. And oh, yes, God's got a purpose for me. And it's going to be that I just sit at home and pray for other people because really secretly I'm bottom of God's pile. Yeah. That's that's the way our minds work, isn't it? Well, a lot of people will be in that place. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So let's have a little chat about why we could feel like we haven't got a purpose, we haven't got a point. Well, I think a big one would be comparisons. Mm -hmm. So I compare myself to others who, in my mind, have achieved a lot. Maybe not in my mind, maybe maybe in everyone's mind, these people have achieved a huge amount. So it's that thing, isn't it? Better and worse. Yeah. The better people and the worse people. We can't help but look at... Well, we have a scale, don't we? So at the top of the scale are the successful, visible, Mm -hmm. you know, celebrity type, even within Christianity, the well-known, the big platform speakers, the... Big pastors. The people who are doing well. Yeah, so they have, we can look at them and say, wow, you've really had a purpose. Mm-hmm. But then the, the, the effect of that comment is, but I don't really have a purpose because mm-hmm. what have I ever achieved? Mm-hmm. And I, I think this, this is true. If I was to look at other people, I don't think that I would rank, you know, meet a lot of people who have very normal everyday lives, meet people who are running big ministries and got big. I actually, I actually don't in my heart think one is more than important than the other when I meet them no. or when you're around them. And when you're meeting somebody and they might be a stay-at-home mom or they might be somebody who's retired and at home a lot on their own and because you see, feels God's heart, you really see the value in that person. Or you think, wow, this person, I mean, some of the most precious people I've met yeah. are people who, who have no platform. And, yeah. no, and I think they're the most godly people yeah, I've true. met as well. Really beautiful, beautiful people that leave you with a desire. I want to be more like that. It's just this real humility. But the, the, so the truth might be that some people might look at others and measure them. But I think the, the real truth is that we look at ourselves. So I might not be guilty of looking at other people, but I definitely can look at myself and think, oh, yeah, well, what have you got to... Not enough. Yeah, yeah bring, or what have you got, and you're not you're not doing as well as them, or you're not, you know. It's, and I know when I was at home with the children a lot, and it just would mess with my head, like, this is all I'm for, yeah. nappies and crying nights and you lose, you know, obviously now, even, even on good days, you have the perspective of, but I'm raising my children and, but in the midst of it, it's those feelings, isn't it? It's the feelings, I think, that are just so powerful to pull us down and to swamp us. And I think the enemy loves to sow those thoughts in too, doesn't he? Of, Mm. of that self-doubt of, you know, your, you know, I mean, he's, the Bible describes him as a, as an accuser and, yeah. um, and, and a liar. So he, he comes in heavily, doesn't he, with these words of self-doubt that if we already are struggling with our own sense of worth anyway, yeah. we kind of just attract, it's a, we, we, it like sticks to us. Like these things come in and it's like, yes, that's true. I'm, I'm no good and I've got nothing to offer. And 
And we don't recognise that it's the enemy. It just feels like it's truth, doesn't yeah. it? It doesn't. Yeah. It's not like the enemy. It's not like you see. I don't know this caricature of a demon. No, no. With a, yeah. what, you know, pitchfork, like the yeah. Yeah, pitchfork, and he's whispering in your ear. It's so easy to see when it's somebody else. Yeah. Like I could tell you every day of the week when it's the enemy right. having a go at you, or yeah. but to see it myself is quite hard. Yeah. Like, no, it's not the enemy. Because it feels it's so true, true doesn't it? Because yeah, yeah. it feels true. Yeah, I mean, that's the yeah. Thing, isn't it? And then imagine if there's been people who have spoken stuff over your life yeah. that that reinforce you know, that, that yeah, and lay that foundation. Yeah, either by their words or just by their actions or by their lack of words have yeah. spoken something deeply into your heart that you really haven't got a purpose and you yeah. you shouldn't be here. There's so many people that we pray for, awful circumstances, but God is able to yeah. heal that and to show the real purpose that he doesn't ever make a mistake. Yeah, I was thinking when you were saying that, I was thinking about how soil is prepared for seed like it's churned up isn't it it's dug up it's turned over it's it's tilled in preparation for this seed going in so that the seed will receive it and god's intention would be that our like the soil of our heart would be tilled over with love and acceptance and encouragement and all those kind of things so that when god's truth is laid into that ground it would be accepted yeah but actually oftentimes our heart is prepared and tilled over with discouragement and pulling down and and so therefore the soil of our heart is ready to receive these seeds of lies, actually, that, 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 that what the enemy sows towards us is just like sucked in and becomes, and f- because it feels true. Mm. It's where our feelings really betray us, don't they? They really, they really let us down. Yeah. I, well, also, what about if you've made a lot of mistakes in your life? Yeah. That's, that can be a huge thing that keeps you feeling well, how can I, how can my life ever count for anything? Because you don't know what I've done. Right. You don't know what I did, and so many people struggle with that, don't they? With yeah. the, the shame, the the shame of the guilt that says this is what I did, but the shame of I'm I'm rubbish. Um, yeah. They're two different things, really. The guilt and the shame. The God shame, can't use me anymore. Shame goes right to our identity, yeah. doesn't it? And, yeah. And and yet God redeems. Yeah. He always redeems. Exactly. He's always this whole character. It, so it's not ever about what we've done in the past. So we can bring that to the Lord. We can receive his forgiveness and he can redeem. I think it's such a precious thing that we should remember. And and knowing how the enemy, will, he'll always be the accuser. He'll always remind us of what we've done. But God redeems. He redeems family situations. He redeems inheritances of mess. He redeems our own mess. Yeah. I mean, even if you just think of Simon Peter, Matthew, some of those disciples, they're not people that probably in their own heart would have thought they had anything to offer the Lord. But Jesus went after them and picked them for this huge purpose, really, because he was just looking at their heart. And that's what matters, isn't it? The heart. Yeah. Where's our heart at? Yeah. Are we, are we wanting to serve the Lord? Are we focused on him if that's where we're at? Then, then we've got a purpose. Yeah, he can use us. Absolutely. He can reflect through us. Yeah. I do think sometimes that when we think about our purpose in life, that we can have a bit of an unrealistic view of what that should look like, particularly as a Christian. Like somehow that as I walk through the streets, you know, the blind will be seeing, the lame will be walking, the dead will be raised to life. Do you know what I mean? We've got this kind of unrealistic view of what that, what having a purpose, being a purposeful person. Well, don't you think it's almost like you think that 
if if I was to think right, has my life got put? Then every single moment of every day, I uh, well, like, first of all, I jump out of bed, which yeah. would be a total miracle. <laughs> that would be. I would be the lame leaping in our house, wouldn't it? It would. But um, yeah, that you jump out of bed because and you, I just oh, I mean, it would be so nice if we were like I'm so impassioned for today, I'm Lord. Pumped for today, Lord, yeah. come on, let's do it. The moment and, you wake up, and every you yeah. know, and every opposition that comes against you, just. No, in Jesus' name. Yeah. It's all like this sort of like triumphalistic marching around. and We just live oh, in the clouds. Do you live like that, Andy? I do, yeah. That do actually you? pretty much sums up what I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's that it's hard. true. It's well, hard. Yeah. I think it's, it's it, you know, it's hard. Life is, life is hard. And, and to be totally honest, probably the more we're doing what God wants us to do, there is opposition. I mean, not that we should look for it or expect it. No, no, but it's but, a reality that there's a yeah, spiritual battle going yeah, on. The enemy yeah. wants to discourage us and mm-hmm. divide us. And and our flesh. I mean, come on, let's be honest. This, that, like we started off at the very beginning, having a purpose and laying down our, that is a battle, a yep. daily battle, yep. because our flesh says, forget being an image bearer. Let's be a bearer of how brilliant I am. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be a a reflector of my most brilliant self. I mean, that's because we're our flesh. Well, that is the world we live in. Well, and our flesh is. It's not even when we say that it's the world we live in. It sounds like it's the world, but we are having this battle. We, me, and you, Andy, every one of our listeners, we have this internal battle of our flesh rising up and saying, "Make it about me." Yeah. Let me just do well. Let me, and it's, 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 we just got to be real about it. Because if we're unreal about it, then. No, it's the pesky flesh, the carnal nature. It's the thing that rises up and says, yeah. I, I, I need to be seen. I need to be recognized. Yeah. I need to be appreciated. Well, and I want to do something important. Like, I mean, this is all very nice, yeah. Andy and Kath, but, you know, our flesh says, but I want to do something important. I want to do something with significance. I want other to do people something. Look at, yeah, and, yeah. It, to, and to be honest, it can come from a deep cry inside, can't it? Yeah. Which we're not putting it all down to brokenness because it is our flesh. But when we've been overlooked or we've been pushed to one side, the thought that, oh, my purpose in life is going to be unseen and unrecognised, it, it hits that place of, crushing yeah. and somewhere we've got to bring that to the lord and and no matter what we're doing whether it is seen whether it's you know doing a podcast or that people listen to or it's or it's praying for people at home it, it's taken away the value that we measure it with yeah i mean in talking about the flesh um and the carnal nature like that i mean they are the things probably that are going to be big players in us kind of resisting what God might be asking us to do um, in our life. So, um, I mean, that would outwork in things like fear, you know, fear of failing, fear of being rejected. Fear, I just don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm <laughs> don't want to put myself out there. I'm going to mess it up. Yeah, um, yeah. Or, ju- or just feeling, just being settled and being comfortable with the right. status quo. Like, I've got my know, life nice and tidy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with fear, isn't it? You only feel fear if you actually step out. We've talked about this before as well. Yeah. And so actually you can avoid feeling fearful. You, you know, we see Christian books that you fear, 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 free life or something like that. I mean, yeah. I don't know if there is a book called that, but you, they have those sort of topics. And you think, well, actually you could live 
a fear-free life. Right, just lock your door, never leave the house. Yeah, but never actually be doing what God wants you to do. You You just avoid the things you're afraid of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But inherently there's the selfishness side of of the flesh, isn't there, that just is thinking about me. Mm. Because this, this thing about this purpose that we're talking about, ultimately of reflecting the Lord through whatever it is that we do, those two things together, then actually that is very other person centered, isn't it? It's not self centered. So mm. there's sacrifice involved, just like, I mean, Jesus is our model and he was washing feet. He laid his life down. He served all those kind of things. So it is the opposite of selfishness. So if we have a very selfish outlook on life, then that will restrict our, our kind of pursuit. If you like, on one hand, we're, we're longing to do things which are purposeful for the Lord. But on the other hand, we're really only thinking of ourselves and want... We want it to feed something. We want it to feed us. something. Yeah. yeah. So I guess this kind of taps in a little bit to kind of... Can um, I just say, it just sort of reminds you a bit of Jonah, that whole thing that we were saying about running away from... Yeah. Running away from what God actually wants you to do. Jonah yeah. is a classic, classic example, example of that. Yeah. And, and Moses didn't run away, did he? But he... He tried to write it in, in don't ask me to speak and I can't. And I can't do I suppose it, yeah. we, we can, that is another thing that we can resist is just to come up with all the reasons why we can't do what God's asking us to do. Or, yeah. um, anyway, sorry, what were you going to say? Well, I was gonna, well, similar kind of idea really of the sort of dangers to look out for with all this thing of trying to find purpose. Like where can that go wrong? Mm-hmm. I guess. So where can it go wrong? <laughs> Andrew Taylor. Well, I just wonder if sometimes we're waiting for the big moment where my purpose suddenly emerges. So my oh, life will begin yes. when, yes. you know, if I can get this position, then I'm going to be a person with purpose. I've ha- How many people have we met who've had a prophecy or they've had a dream Yeah, and they are, that is their purpose, and but so it's they're waiting. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this yeah. future thing and that yeah. can be, I mean, that might never happen. It might have been a false prophecy well, for all we know. And then they're living probably living frustrated yeah. because it's right. If God's given you something, you have, you know, obviously there's going to be an expectation and a hope and a faith and a trust that that's going to happen, but it has to be held on an open palm, doesn't it? It has to be held like, in a way it has to be surrendered back to God. This is what I really believe you've put in my heart, but it's surrendered back and it's kind of put put on the, the shelf until you cause this to happen. But if you live holding tightly to it, then you're going to live waiting for your purpose, your destiny your to happen. And, and if you're not careful, you could be really, really constantly frustrated and yeah. I think, I think what God um, wants. I think David in the Bible is a brilliant example of this. So when he was a very young boy as a shepherd, Samuel comes to his house, the prophet, and anoints him to be king. Okay, so... But that doesn't then happen that moment. There's like, I think, is it like 20 years, I think, between that moment and when he's actually anointed as king? So the danger would be that David would think, oh, well, that's my, that's going to be my purpose. So I just now I'm in a kind of holding pattern until that like happens. Like an aeroplane. Yeah, What's just, that? Is that a yeah. called a holding pattern? So you just yeah. go round and round and round in circles waiting for this thing to happen. But actually, if you look at the life of David, he continued to be a faithful shepherd. He wrote all these Psalms. He, he went out and fought Goliath. You know, he was, he was the, he, he played. He was living life, wasn't he? Yeah. He's still living life. But he was purpose. still, he was still absolutely in God's plan for his yeah. life, even though he wasn't yet king. Yeah. But he was living life with purpose. And I yeah. think this is another misconception that people have is that when we're living life with purpose, we're, 
and we're following God's path, we almost have like this glowing light ahead of us. And I always think of people like Zacchaeus, um, who who just climbed a tree, or like the woman who um, was at the well. She was just like, these people were going about their normal day. Yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't say anywhere in scripture that they were told to climb a tree and then Jesus encountered them. He received them, a prophetic or, word, climb the tree, Zacchaeus. Yeah, he, he just was going about his normal life. But Jesus cl- encountered him. Yes, and the same with the woman at the well. Yeah. She was going about her normal life. And the same with Simon Peter. He'd been out fishing all night, just he doing was, his standard thing. He was. They were going about their normal life. Somewhere in their heart, they'd... Given their day or their life or something, it's obviously surrendered something because God was able to encounter them. And that's where I, I really, I feel inspired by that, Andy, because I want to get like that. I want to just get like, I'm going about my normal life, Lord, and I'm, my heart's wanting to follow you. And so, and if you can use that in whatever way you want, yeah, then here it is. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be super intense, does it? That- no. I'm waiting. I, I won't do anything unless someone gives me a prophetic word for it. I'm just going to, I'm going to commit, like the Bible says, I'm going to commit my ways to the Lord. So I'm, I'm all in Lord. I want to follow you. I want you to lead me. But actually our experience is he leads us very much through the ordinariness of life. Yeah. As we, as we have committed our way to him, mm-hmm. he just enables these opportunities to come or these doors to open Without us even realising maybe it is a door, it's only in hindsight you look back and think, wow, Lord, that was really, I really see you in that. Yeah, you encountered me. But in the moment, it felt very, very ordinary. Mm. I mean, I think he made us very ordinary people Mm. and um, and he works through the ordinariness of life. But that takes away the striving, doesn't it? Like, I'm going to strive to achieve something. I am going to, you know... I don't know, like I'm going to drive my life to have yeah. purpose and yeah. I'm going to achieve and I'm going to strive and it's everything that it is. There, There is that rightful, not sitting back, but striving can't be the answer. Yeah, there is a place of rest that the Lord wants us to be in in this. And it, and the foundation, I guess, is, Lord, I, I really want to love you today. I really want to serve you with all my heart today. I want to, I want to reflect you in this world to those around me. Mm. And so would you lead me, Lord, and, I, and I'll go about my day and I'll just, I'll go about my day with you, Lord, not super intense or anything like that, but I'll just allow you to bring these opportunities as they come. Mm-hmm. So, and I think another thing is that we haven't got to wait until we're healed. We haven't got to, yeah. we can have things that we, that we know God are a hurdle and that we know God will want to work on, you know, maybe there's sin issues or habits or healing needs of course, the Lord, we want to be yeah. continuously bringing those to the Lord and allowing him to work in them. But we haven't got to work, wait till that's all no. perfect before he can use us. He can use us today. He can yeah. use us today. It is about, so I guess the question then is, what do we do? Like, how do we make that moment that says, okay, God, use my life today. Even if I have still got this mess going on inside, how do we? I love asking these questions. <laughs> I just seriously asking the questions is so much easier than answering them. Well, yeah, I suppose it's obvious. But Andy, yes, I think I could be a radio presenter that you, just ask questions. Yes, that would be great. <laughs> I would look forward to that. Well, it's an interesting, isn't it? Because this time of year is one of those times where we do start thinking. Oftentimes, we think about the year ahead, and we some people do resolutions or rest of it, but we think about these moments, and I think it is good time to pause and reflect and to say, Lord, we want to go your way and we want our life to have purpose and to 
and, and to really follow you. And that, I think, always will start with a kind of renewed sense of surrender. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's a very Christian word, isn't it? Surrender, but it's, it's a laying down of, of myself. It's an offering, really. I'm offering to you, Lord, all of who I am to be used by you. Well, I think the surrender as well is, is recognising what are the things that could get in the way. Like, what, is, yeah. what, what am I surrendering? Because we need to know what we're surrendering. Lay it down, really, don't we? We need to... Yeah, so that might be selfish I'm, ambition. I'm surrendering my plans yeah. for my own life. Maybe mm-hmm. I've got a good plan worked out and maybe that will be the thing that happens. But, but in surrendering it, I'm saying, here it is on open palm, like you said earlier, it's on open palms before you, Lord. So if you have a different plan, I want to go your way. So it's giving it back to God. So, And it could be that. It could be the fears in our hearts, yeah. surrendering them to him. Yeah. Could be um, our expectations. Could be our family. I'm just trying to think. It could be our job, our position in life. It's yeah. a good thing to reflect, isn't it? What is, what would I, what do I need? It's a good, <laughs> yeah. good thing to consider. What do I need to surrender? Yeah, I mean, it could be those fears of being rejected. Mm. That if I really, if I really follow after the Lord, then there are going to be some people that aren't happy about that. Maybe family members or yeah. friends or uh, even people in the church, maybe. What other people will think of me. What, exactly what they'll think. Mm. Do you know, at the um, end of last year, I um, was really, I just had a lot on my heart. I had a lot of different things that I was I wouldn't say I was worried about, but they were just heavy on my heart. And um, there was one day at the end of the year and I was just in my office and just really felt like I had to do something physical to to really lay it before the Lord. I talked to him about it and, I'd, you know, but it just was still, there was these things that were just heavy on my heart and I didn't know how to really give them to God. And um, I just found myself drawing a cross, just yeah. drew a simple cross on my notepad and um, and then I just started to write at the bottom of the cross the people that I was burdened with, the, the things which were just heavy on my heart and I couldn't yeah. fix them. I couldn't, you know, I had prayed for them already, but they were just heavy and the things I was worried about. And I just laid them at the bottom of this cross that I'd drawn. I mean, literally just a sketch of a cross. And um, And then I just found myself reflecting on what the cross was and what what actually that transaction is in a sense because I'm laying down what I'm worried about but that cross represents what we then receive so I was Mm. writing all the things of God really that his cross represents like peace and rest and healing and um, answers and hope and all these different words that just were coming to me and I wrote them on and um, it might be something good for us to do at the beginning of this year in that Again, that thing of well, what what is in the way, as we yeah. question, Lord, what is in the way of me really making you king and lord and boss of my life? Because that's what we're talking about, really, isn't it? Yeah. We're surrendering, so he's we're surrendering ours. We're laying ourselves down, so he's on the throne. And um, what are those things? So maybe that's maybe that's something people yeah. might, people listening might want to do. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Just I mean, ultimately what we're saying to the Lord is yes, isn't it? I've been thinking about this so much over the last few weeks, this this requirement, I guess, for us to really say yes to the Lord, which is what all of what we've been talking about is about, really. 
because you can have purpose in life which has got nothing to do with god it's about mm. earning as much money as you can and getting well, you could be helping people and well, yeah. do all kinds of stuff but it's not connected to the lord really and mm. and i guess the the real point of connection with this is saying lord i'm saying yes to you and and i've been thinking about that a lot the power of that word yes like and and what that means that actually means saying no to an awful lot of other stuff so if i'm saying yes to you lord then i'm saying no to mm. my own plans selfish ambition fears and fears and wrong ways of behaving and comfort comforts you name it i mean there's a lot of no's that go with that one yes and yet god is really calling us at the beginning of this year i believe it you know mm. to be a people that say yes lord Yes, Lord, we're going to follow you. We we want your life to flow through us. We want your life to flow out of us to others. Mm. Saying yes to his holiness in our lives. Yeah. Yes to his purity in our lives. Right. Again, it's all the things that really, I mean, maybe you can do it pictorially with the cross to show what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to is what you lay at the bottom and what you say yes is. Yeah. Well, then is what's on the cross. Yeah, exactly. So the amazing truth for us is that actually regardless of what our background has been and what mistakes we've made and what struggles we currently have in our life, we do have purpose. I mean, every single one of us does because that's who God made us to be, a people of purpose, actually, to be his children, to reflect him in this world and to do the things that he's asking us to do. Right, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you that for each one of us, every single one of us, Lord, that you made us, you formed us, you breathed your life into us, you made us able to reflect something of your image, Lord, into this world. And we, we say yes to you, Lord. We want to be a people that will, that will really follow after you and really reflect you to those around us. And I pray, Lord, for each one listening that whatever their life has been like and whatever they feel like at the beginning of this year looking forward, Lord, whether they feel that they've done nothing worth talking about or they've got no purpose in their life or maybe they feel like they've got loads of purpose but nobody's really recognising it, whatever. We just pray that you would recalibrate us all, Lord. Set our feet firmly on your pathway as we say yes, as we surrender to you, Lord, all that we are. We pray that you would use us, Lord, that you would breathe your life into us through the everyday of life, Lord, that you would lead us to bless those around us, to glorify you, Lord, point people to you. So we pray that you'd really go with us, Lord, and help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, it's been nice to be back at it and Indeed. nice to be chatting, <laughs> like we always do. And um, yeah, and I hope to see you, hope to see you at our centres, whether around the world and um They'll all be opening back up if they're not already open. So it'll be a warm, warm welcome. And we will see you again soon with our next podcast. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.